Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cheers, everybody. We are back for another edition of Bourbon on a Budget. Ben is already cracking up, but we are excited to be with you guys. Myself, Brendan Sinone, Ben Cock, and a special guest from the Southwest Florida Bourbon Society, straight from his own living room, Mr. Sean. Mr. Sean Farrell. I almost screwed it up, but I did. <laughs> almost did, but you did it. Good I did. Good, good start. I feel like pounding my chest like MJ after hitting a big three. So, anyway, Mr. Sean Farrell, how you doing tonight, gentlemen? Good, TJ. Hello, welcome, Sean. Welcome. Who's Sean? <laughs> I'm Sean. <laughs> no, I really appreciate you guys having me. Been a big fan of the show since uh, since the onset, and think you guys are doing. Great, especially for something here in the state of Florida. And uh can't thank you enough for giving us a platform to talk about our group and, and some other cool stuff. Yeah, no, we really appreciate you for coming on and hanging out with us tonight. We we are having a good time. Uh, we've been hanging out a little bit off there and cracking some jokes and having some fun. And um, just in general, we're, we're having a good time with the uh, with the podcast. So we enjoy it. We, we thank you for your time. And, and hanging out with us tonight. We're going to get into some different things. Um, first, obviously, our conversation with Sean, who is the founder of the Southwest Florida Bourbon Society. Um, Sean also has a surprise whiskey for us that we're going to try. We're going to get into uh, a pick of his, a um, barrel pick of Elijah Craig 94, Elijah Craig small batch. Uh, we have talks of pursuit and purchases, of course. And then we'll get back to King of the Hill. Old Forester beat up on Old For Old Forester 1920 beat up on Old Forester 100 last time. We've got a new challenger entering the ring. But before all of that, let's get into our conversation with Sean. Sean, you started the Southwest Florida Bourbon Society a little over a year ago. You guys just celebrated one year. You're up to 1,300. Wow. Insane. 1,300 Facebook members followers group members i believe is how that works yeah they're groups um talk to us about the southwest florida bourbon society where the idea came from um and let's let's go from there let's start there all right so at least the infancy of our group it started with myself and a really good friend of mine patrick beal um it was right at the beginning of covid um, I had just come off this cool whiskey trip that I'll get into here uh, shortly, but uh, it started with us just beginning our sort of bourbon journey, like just a lot of people. I've had plenty of bourbon throughout college days uh, leading up to pregame and before going out or before football games, uh, proud alumnus of Florida State. And uh, so it started with us filling up little Tupperware of just four different random bourbons numbering them one through four, dropping them off on the other person's doorstep, and then drinking side by side and doing just blind rankings, trying to figure out, okay, is it all just marketing? Is there certain profiles we like? And just trying to train our palates and train um, train ourselves into just, you know, passing by through the night and going one way and going back and then ranking them at the end of the night and seeing where we got. And then from there, we sort of getting more of our friends interested in doing this. And I'm like, why don't we just start a Facebook group? And uh, I mean, I never had any idea that this would turn into <laughs> what, what it had become. Um, lucky enough for us, there hadn't been a group like us in our area. Uh, so a lot of us are located in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, however, our Southwest Florida semi-territory goes as high as Sarasota down to Naples and Marco Island. Um, from the coast out until almost the, the center of the state. We don't necessarily discriminate against anybody wanting to join the group, even if they're just passing through, um, as long as we can find out that they're a legitimate person. And it, it, we focus on just being helpful. A lot of the education, we do a lot of events. Um, 
with a lot of great different distilleries from both well-known ones to new up and coming and uh, just have been blessed with how quickly it's organically grown and how great just everyone is with helping one another out, which is, like I said, not something that we ever thought that this would ever spur into. Anyway, thanks for uh, that update, Sean. Back to you, TJ. Sorry. <laughs> totally, totally on. <laughs> totally on mute there for our live viewers. Um, I'm not editing that either. So those that don't know, I was on mute if, you, if you're turned in. Oh, jeez. Um, so all that said, the growth has been incredible. Um, I've tuned into some, some of your events. Brendan and I both uh, tuned into Freddie No. Um, being on um, a Zoom call, uh, like a live kind of, it would have been probably something pretty cool in person if not for COVID, but that was really, really cool. Um, and then, yeah, like I see you guys posting a lot of things in there. So there's things that people can potentially find, maybe some hidden gems here and there. But yeah, like it's it's a diverse group. Like you said, I'm in Tampa and and hang out in there, but just a lot going on um, kind of that's all times almost, in the group. That's been almost the beauty of, going through COVID times was it's made it more acceptable and giving you different avenues with Zoom and different platforms where people are comfortable with drinking bourbon within their home and you're able to still talk with people and still have the sociability that makes drinking bourbon and whiskey great. Um, and you're able to get more of these just high ranking people within different distilleries. Like we got the master distiller of Bardstown. Like you said, wow. we had Freddie No on. We've done things with... Um, it's it's been a crazy year experience um we've done things with redwood empire we've done with the the founder of chattanooga whiskey um and i unfortunately i'm just drawing a blank with some of the other places but it's been sort of an incredible ride just uh we've done a couple of events with people at old forester and some of their other brands and i'm as you'll find out a big old forester just Head, I'm obsessed with all of their products, but agreed. Just agreed. Taking us on Good the choice. ride that we've taking taking us on the ride that like it's it's come out of. It's it's nothing that like you can't recreate it without feeling like it's fabricated. Um, Brendan's on mute, doing the mute thing now, asking questions and not on it. So I'm going to steal his thunder. Uh, Brendan, Brendan, what were you going to ask? I'll, I'll let you jump in. <laughs> This freaking mute button, man, it's just killer right now. Uh, I was going to ask at what point, Sean, like you realized as the group kind of was getting going, like it was going to be something special. Again, it's happened so freaking quickly. But like at what point, you're like, oh, this is this is a monster that we have here? So it was probably the point that we secured a partnership with a localized liquor store, which is uh, we we know them as Fiddlesticks Liquor because they're located right in the Fiddlesticks kind of area. But uh, it's like liquor, wine, and smoke shop at Fiddlesticks. And once we got their blessing to be able to do the store pick, um, it was off to the races from there. And you could just tell that, okay, we might have something here that, that can become something special. Now, I know I can say that without the help of a lot of the other groups, I was pretty particular in reaching out to as many other localized groups that have done it successfully. Like I know in your guys' area in Tampa, you guys have an incredible group. Um, Jacksonville has one Fort Lauderdale. Like there's, there's a lot of people that have helped and without their guidance, I don't think we would have been as successful as, as we have. Um, can you talk to us about your bourbon journey? Like how you got into bourbon just in general? So it definitely started in college, um, drinking the normal like Jim Beam and bringing them into football games and drinking a shot or two of Wild Turkey 101 um, I uh, before going out or something like that. And then drinking your natural like bourbon and ginger ales at Pop Bellies or other establishments throughout Tallahassee. Um, I got to go to the Derby one year and drinking mint juleps there sort of took that to another level. And then what really pushed it over the edge and I actually have one of his amazing products was the Hartman Distilling Company. Now they are a newer distillery out of Buffalo, New York and the founder and owner is Justin Hartman. Now Justin Hartman is a 
Florida State alum. He was my roommate at Phi Kappa Psi when I was there at Florida State. And we had a group of my wife and two other fraternity brothers and their wives that we just so happened to schedule a trip up there when they had their opening and just getting to see his passion. Like he was like me where he was an attorney in New York city and moved back to Buffalo and just followed his passion into diving into this. And when I saw just how passionate he was, it just rubbed off on me and happy to say that like just got word from him that his, his products have gotten two silvers and a double gold at the San Francisco Spears competition. And that's really just what set all of this into motion. You mentioned um, the relationships that you guys have with the store, you know, as fiddlesticks. Um, You guys were able to do a pick with them. Uh, We are drinking it right now. We all have our pour of it. We always go around the horn and say what we're drinking, but we're all drinking the same thing here. I'll zoom in on you so you can show that bottle. Um, But yeah, we are all drinking the, the nine-year-old, what, what is it? The Elijah Craig store pick, small batch, uh, Southwest Florida Urban Society, and a partnership with, again, Fiddlesticks Liquor, correct? Um, that is correct. Talk, talk to us about that pick, about that process. Uh, and then we're, once you get done with that, talk to us about the process and everything. Once we get done with that, we're going to talk to you about what we're tasting and, and what we think about it. So you're up first, but then we're going to, we're coming back. Awesome. So we were lucky enough to get in contact with the Heaven Hill rep, uh, Amy, up in the Tampa area. And she had given us sort of the free reign to uh, work with Elijah Craig. So we had scheduled in either late November, early December to go up to the Bardstown facility. Um, it was myself, Rob Farmer, Jason King, and James Posey. Uh, we spent around two days up there in Kentucky. However, we landed in Beeline, or into Louisville and beelined it straight to Bardstown to partake in this pick. Um, the way the process works is you have to, have, of course, have a partner liquor store because you can't buy it necessarily as an individual and sell it without a proper liquor license. And um, so once we got the blessing from Dave over at Fiddlesticks Liquor, we went up there, um, did some just minor introductions, and then they took us directly into one of the rick houses. They had three different barrels lined up for us. They don't tell you what floor. They don't tell you what rick house. They don't give you any of the specs. They literally just give you a stave. They give you three or three glasses per person, or like three Glen Cairns, and you are just going around with the four people that you brought or that you have with you, and you're talking through what you like, what you don't like, what kind of taste profile you're getting. And for all four of us, this was the first time we had been given this opportunity to do something like this. Um, The hard part, especially for us was, so they're selling this at a 94 proof. Well, they're giving this to you at barrel strength. They give you some water, but you have no way of knowing how to proof it down to what it's going to taste like. So you are literally just putting drops of water in, guesstimating. Luckily we had uh, essentially a scientist with us that was able to be like, I think it's going to be about this and this is what we're getting. We were stuck between two barrels um, and we were lucky enough to choose this one where I think it's pretty distinctly different than the normal offering. Um, that's something that we debated because you're trying to think, okay, do you want something that's unique or do you want something that tastes pretty similar? And then our thought process was, okay, if they want something that's going to be similar, then why not just buy the barrel or the bottle that's literally sitting right there for whatever the price is. And so we decided with this one, um, what happened was uh, roughly about, say, three to four months following that pick, um, they bring the whole barrel with all of the cases. Uh, there ended up being a 15 case yield of there were 12 bottles in each case. So I think we had 168 bottles, five of them broke in transit. Um, from when we released it, which was that Saturday, it sold out within 45 minutes. Um, that could be it. I think it's due to a variety of different factors. It's a, the price point of like $33 for a bottle. It's the first store pick by our group and we had already developed quite a big following. Um, and it's just sort of the name value. It's, we just had a lot of good things that sort of happened and, Unfortunately, there wasn't enough of it for everyone to be able to partake in, but that's 
the beauty and also the curse of doing these single barrels is once it's gone, it's gone. And that's essentially it in a nutshell. So you guys went with the little bit of a riskier choice and it seems like it's paid off. Uh, the, the reaction, the reception has been good. We're enjoying it. I'm going to ask these guys about it here in just a moment, yeah. but uh, you could have gone with the more conservative choice of just picking, just playing it safe, right? Everybody likes Elijah Craig or is, you know, at least open to it. Right. But you went with the riskier and uh, sometimes risks pay off. Sometimes they don't, but in this case, <laughs> we'll say it did. Brendan just had a question. Five of them broke in transit. Um, so, is that normal? You're going to deal with some of that. So, I mean, once, so the way it goes is the, the distillery is dropping it off to whoever their distribution partner is. And unfortunately, if it's however they pack it, if something falls over, it's just the nature of the beast. And there's nothing you can really do about it. Now, do they, charge, the store, do they charge you for that? Do no, the store and us is not going to. Um, because I believe it's a case by case, but I'm not 100% privy to it. It's it's more of we're just allowed to pick it. We're allowed to have first crack at buying it, and I try to stay out of the business end because we're lucky enough to be able to just even partake in this whole process. Mm -hmm. And I want the business owners to be able to profit from it because they took the chance on us for people that really <laughs> didn't have much knowledge about bourbon before this and it seems to have paid out pretty, pretty aggressively for him. Um, ben, Brendan, I, we've been tasting this and then um, spoiler alert for those that don't know how like the movie magic of bourbon on a budget works. We do our review show first. So that we're oh. fresh. So that we're fresh for the review. So we've, we've been, you know, I know it comes out later, but we've been comparing it to the regular Elijah Craig. Uh, and this is the store pick. So, Ben, Brendan, let's go Ben first. I feel like Ben said 16 words on this podcast tonight, and half of those were on mute. So, uh, Ben, tell us, about, tell us about your thoughts on the store pick from Southwest Florida Bourbon Society with Elijah Craig. Yeah, I would agree uh, with Sean's like estimate that this is kind of a departure from, from the typical Elijah Craig. And – I have to say that I like it because I'm not a huge fan of Elijah in general. And so getting into just the nose on this, it's way more alive, vibrant, dense, you know, there's some, there's, there's more to, uh, to explore. Um, on, in my palate, I'm getting like a warm peanut butter, caramel, little bit of oak, not as much oak as more, you know, as in the regular Elijah and the regular Elijah, gosh, all corn, corn, a little bit of vanilla snooze fest. Right. But if you have, if you have one of the bottles that sold out in 45 minutes, drink it slow. Cause this is really good. And I think that's just back to the Testament of, you know, the ability of the master distillers at heaven hill to grab barrels that are going to be sold to, uh, these local stores at barrel picks so good job so far at least on the nose uh southwest florida whiskey society um sean i'll pass it back to you but i'm interested to hear um your tasting notes whenever you guys were kind of at the distillery what you are picking out and pulling out of the bourbon um mm -hmm. on that original uh original de decision side you're like hey we, we like this way more than, than other stuff so I'll say at least, unfortunately, we didn't take adequate enough notes when we were there. And we were such in a whirlwind. I mean, picture you're sitting in a rick house with just hundreds of barrels and you're just getting right. bombarded by that aroma. Um, I remember one of them was definitely no off the top for all, all four of us. It sort of tasted and smelled like stale popcorn. And we're like, that is just not something we're interested in. We had the one that was more safer that tasted just like the normal offering. We did get, um, and I think that this still holds true. Um, I get a lot more oak than I think that you are, Ben. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely like that deeper caramel, some almost dark fruit that I that I know that we got there, and I think it still shined through when it got proofed down. I can see that. Brendan, where are you at with the nose, the taste? Where are you at just in general? You don't have to go over the same nose. Let's go with uh, taste for you. 
Well, so I will say when I've had one, a bad experience with an Elijah Craig store pick before, I won't say where, but, but local to me here in Tallahassee, it was underwhelming. It was very much so like a normal Elijah Craig. So kind of the dilemma that, that Sean faced is like, do we deviate or do we use something different? Uh, this wasn't different. It wasn't worth extra few dollars that you'd pay for a store pick. It just wasn't what a store pick in my mind should be, which is something that's a little bit unique or what you like about that bourbon just amped up a little bit. When we first pour, poured the store pick here, uh, I thought maybe it's like 10 to 15% different is what I said. Like it was getting a little bit different on the nose. As it's opened up, as I've tasted it, I would have no way of guessing that this was Elijah Craig or even a Heaven Hill product with how distinctly different it is. Now, I like Elijah Craig's small batch. It's good. It's a basic, classic bourbon. That's not going to do you wrong at any point. It's going to have the classic notes, vanilla, caramel. Uh, but now going back and forth to them, the, the store pick has this element of rye spice to me. That's, that's It's darker. Um, yeah. There's that oakiness that Sean mentioned for sure, and, and that's prevalent. In the small batch, but the store pick has more depth and, and heft to it. Uh, a jammy quality, I think Ben had mentioned earlier as well. It's got kind of like almost like a peanut butter and jelly vibe. It, there's just, it's about like 30 to 40% different. The, it's not even the same bourbon. It's just, it, it's different. It's better. It's more unique. Uh, I think it's the magic of of store picks. Of It could be the same exact mash bill. And just at the same proof and just turn out to be incredibly different. So uh, I will give you credit for this shot. Totally. Like I was, I was hesitant. I didn't know like what it was going to be before pouring it. Uh, this is different. It's better. It's unique. Uh, cheers and kudos to you. This is really cool and, and nicely done. Sean, what are your thoughts around it? I know you picked it. I know that, you know, you've, how many, I mean, I'm sure you got a couple of bottles of it. Um, you were gracious enough to get us a couple of samples. Um, what are your thoughts on this uh, bourbon? I was petrified going into this thinking, okay, this is our, it's our impression. It's the first impression and you're always worried how it's going to go over. Um, we wanted to sort of set a standard and I think that it did a really good job of setting out what we wanted to do. Um, I know I it it took all four of us to talk through it with there were probably definitely James and Jason had more of an experienced palate than I did. Um, Rob was is a bourbon steward and even though he was sort of newer into it, definitely we had different areas all pegged and the fact that we all came around on this and then seeing it as a final product, uh, I mean, it's a single barrel like it's people describe it as if each of these barrels are like a snowflake because no two are going to be the same because it's going to be in one particular area, go through certain seasons. So it's going to come and go as it, you'll never be able to replicate it no matter how hard you try. So um, seeing how it came out, like I'm there, like, unfortunately I'm already two bottles deep into it after like we had a sort of private release kind of thing after a tasting event and three quarters of the bottle was gone just with people there trying it the first night. And I'm sort of kicking myself that I only have so many bottles left at the end of this. And um, I'm just glad I'm able to share it with uh, you guys and get some honest feedback because we're planning on doing more of these and not just with Eliza Craig, but with other distilleries and making sure that we're on the right path just is is making us feel really good behind the scenes so the response that you guys got to it obviously it sold out quickly uh but it's fair to say that the response was really good to the point to where uh you guys are encouraged to do more more store picks at this point well when the store owner said okay this sold out in 45 minutes he had called me the next day and goes whatever you guys want to do you guys have my blessings so uh our thing is we want to expand to some other stores as well as some um, restaurant bars just to give, since our Southwest Florida footprint is so large, we want to be able to adequately have these kind of things available for people from all sorts. Because if you're having to drive an hour and then it runs out, that's not our goal. We want to make good bourbon and whiskey available to everybody within our footprint and Unfortunately, like you have big epicenters like Tampa and Orlando and Miami. And unfortunately, in our footprint, we don't have that sort of tentpole city. So we were almost 
under not valued or you just didn't get a ton of great bourbon down here compared to the other big cities, obviously. So our goal is just to be like, Hey, we're down here too. We have a thirsty bourbon and whiskey audience. Don't forget about us down here. <laughs> yeah. Can you uh, talk a little bit about what you guys have coming out, you know, in the, in the near future and then a little bit more broader as, you know, what does success look like for you guys as you know, the Southwest Florida Whiskey Society, where do you guys see yourself going over the next you know year, year and a half? So what we have upcoming, taking your first question first, um, we had partnered with a place called Lumber Axe as well. Um, and they have a bottle of Heaven's Door coming. It's their newer cast strength um, expression. Uh, that should be coming, I think, in June. We also were extremely lucky to have the opportunity to pair with Total Wine. And we are going to be having, I believe, not just one, but two of their makers mark um, where you put the different uh, the staves within the, the makers of cast strength. And uh, two of those expressions are coming. Um, myself and um, Bobby Welsh, who is uh, the guy that designed the sticker, um, awesome guy. Um, him and I are going up to Indiana here on the 14th of May uh, to visit Starlight, which is an awesome up-and-coming distillery in Indiana that does a lot of cool things with finishes. Uh, we're going to see what we can find there. Um, maybe bring back one or two barrels. And then we have, in August, we're taking an extended trip to Bardstown and Louisville and that surrounding area. Uh, we're planning on doing another Elijah Craig pick. We have a Yellowstone pick. Um, and then we're in talks with Russell's Reserves, Wilderness Trail, doing just more of these kind of single barrel expressions and just trying to get unique, awesome whiskeys down in our area. Um, and sorry, it was a little long-winded, but what was the, the second question, I guess, was what was uh, what does success look for, like for us? Um, it's really about the community it's we want to not forget where we came from we want to be the same outgoing um welcoming people uh never you never judge people about how they choose to drink their whiskey you never judge what whiskey that they like you the common bond with bourbon and whiskey is it's for everybody um so there should be no judgment there shouldn't be if you don't like something, it's okay to not like something. If you love something, that's just as well. And it doesn't have to be the top value bourbon out there. It doesn't have to be have a price point. It fits with everything. So as long as we stay to the educational roots, the open equality that we sort of seek, then I think that is where we garner our success from. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And Speaking of judgment, judging by the first uh, barrel pick, this is really good stuff. Um, and it's and it maybe you know some of our listeners may be interested in kind of getting involved and trying to grab one of your next bottles coming out. Um, where can where can some of our listeners interact with you, um, get in touch with you guys um, as far as you know future releases? What's the best way to contact you guys? So our best uh, way to contact us, us is through Facebook. Uh, we have our own private group, uh, the Southwest Florida Bourbon Society. Um, key things are we do not trade. We do not sell on there. We don't have a liquor license. Uh, we tell you where to purchase these things a lot. Of, that's another great part of what we do is if there's certain allocated products that there's more than enough people that are happy to share that information. As everyone knows, it tends to be a race <laughs> wherever it's so if you have the availability and you're in the right place, right time. Um, however, um, yeah, it's if you look up spelled out Southwest Florida Bourbon Society, we also have an Instagram page, SWFL Bourbon. Um, we're working on a website, but that right now I think it leads, it leads you right straight back to our Facebook page. We really don't want to grow too much outside of what we're already doing with Facebook. We do a lot of live events. Uh, we have some partner stores and restaurants, and we have a lot of mix of live events as well as virtual. So, uh, and all are welcome no matter where 
you might be located. You might not be able to get some of the the packages that we put together for a lot of these events, but still getting to be able to talk to a lot of these heads of distilleries and owners and master distillers. It's 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 open for all, which is something we pride ourselves on. So you gave us each a two ounce sample of um, of the pick, and I'm sad because like this is. This is the end. Like you're sad about like how little you have. Like I'm, I'm sad too, but I am looking forward to more picks. But where one good thing finishes, another good thing begins. And we have, for those that are watching live, or not live, but for those that are watching, we have a mystery bourbon that Sean has given us that we're really excited to try. Before I get into it, I'm going to take my last tip. No, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save it for save it for a little later. I'm going to have it after the show. Um, we are trying a mystery bourbon tonight. No clue what this is. We've been nosing a little bit. Brendan's let it open up for the last seven or eight hours. That's accurate. Do we get any? Um, hint, do we get any hints here? So no. I thought the one hint that I gave before was it is also another store pick. I felt I wanted to be on on trend on topic tonight. So this is a another independent single barrel select. Okay. Mm. Um, I did show you guys sort of off air that the blue color of the top. However, it is wax, so I don't think it should be given too much away uh. because. It is wax, so that means it was put on by the store that picked it. Okay, so mm. what do you think about this nose, Ben? You're our nose expert. Mm. Nose pert. This oh. this smells like a rye to me. No. If I was to guess. No. You said no? Oh. No. Is this like 20 wrong. questions? Are we allowed to ask questions? Like, no, no. No, 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 no. I was going to say this is, say this is a reader. I feel like this is heavy wheat. I can see, I can see the wheat being there. I was, I was got, thinking, I've either got it as a rye, a wheat, or a bourbon, like one oh, of those. Thanks, CJ. Like I appreciate for it. Sure, you know, like, it's actually, I think whiskey. It's, it's definitely not a scotch. I'm going to eliminate scotch. Yeah. I'm going liquor here. I'm definitely going liquor. Um, it's actually from outer space. <laughs> yeah. No, this is definitely. Dang. Like, so okay. I got, I got like on the, the palate. It gets way less rye. Yeah, the rye. Uh, that was acid. Brown sugar. Brown sugar on the nose. Very that's, so, that's very heavy brown sugar. Yeah. Why I'm saying why my brain is saying we TJ is because that sweetness that you're talking about. Um when we do wheat products typically or wheat weeded bourbons, I think we've all kind of associated like that maple syrupy kind of flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that nose to me is getting that pancakes and maple syrup. I could be totally yeah. off on this, and it is following I'm off with Brandon. Okay, now you are. I'm with Brendan on this. I'm, you are on board. Now that I'm tasting it, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting that. <sighs> no, I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with bourbon. Okay, right, larceny, larceny star pick. I'm calling it larceny star pick. Yes. So mm. I can't tell you how much fun this is for me because this is essentially how our group started. It was going blind, trying to sift through everything, try to figure out what's what, and. This is definitely not uh, regular larceny, though. This is definitely barrel. Yeah, this is definitely barrel story. It's, 100, oh, it's more hot. than hundred proof. Yeah, yeah it's, it's more than 100, 105 at least. I don't like. I don't like Sean's smile. It's giving me. Yeah. it'll be nice. This be is not like. It'll be, nine, it'll be ninety-nine proof. And like, God, no, yeah, yeah, it is there's not. Stuff, there's proof. stuff that some of you are getting right, and there's stuff that's just way off, and it's oh, just yeah. it's it's. Well, it's well Ben. Ben's rye was definitely way off, right? Can we just okay. eliminate? No, no, no. We don't. We don't. Not wait to the end. I'm recanting on my rye. Just relax. So you were wrong. Okay. Um, could have been. That's not, that's not so great after all. I think could, we've learned that today. Could, could be weeded. Like I, I'm coming around to that. I kind of get some of that breadiness. Um, I'm not on that 100% just yet. I'm also not drinking it out of my Norland glass. So it's a little weird for me to like taste. <laughs> Shout out my guy, Joe. Um, another taste. It's nice. Yeah. I, I do want to say I'm enjoying it. It's sweet it's bready uh it's got a lot of fruity vibe kind of like jam quality uh, not i thought quite. you were gonna never mind what do you, no, you know what <laughs> this, out of control this is out of control i don't know what this is does it, was, is it go ahead cherry yeah. i'm getting a lot of cherry yeah i get a lot, a lot of, of like cherry. sour fruits yeah like that cherry is definitely there i would be surprised if this is under 107 proof i mean this is like this is pretty strong proof in my head so I'll go one ten on it. I'll go one ten or more. 
Uh, at least 100. I'll well. buy that. So, well, definitely- Weller, foolproof, barrel <laughs> pick. Uh, Ooh. Sean, you shouldn't you have. have. To wait. Come on. That's, that's, that's not bad. So, yeah, but I don't, I don't get Larceny. cherry from one of them, though. I don't, I don't think it's Larceny. I don't think it's, you know, I'm not sold on the, on the weeded. Um, all right. Let me get it one more, and then we'll get into it. All right. What are you guys just overall thoughts? Is it something you like? Is it something you don't yes. like? Like, like. Hey, Ben, you know what it yeah. is? Yeah. It's, it's Basil Hayden, is what it is. No, I send it back. <laughs> I send it back. That's for you guys. It's Basil Hayden proofed up. Um, Sean boiled yeah. it and boiled <laughs> it down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. it's very. Uh, I like pretty, this. I like cherry. Pretty. Yeah, I like cherry. I like brown sugar on the nose. There is I a like ton the, of cherry in this. Yeah, a it's ton. It's it's the new um, it's the new Crown Royal mm. Cherry uh, edition. No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very yeah, that's it. Barrel so I got a lot of brown sugar on the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, TJ was right. Boom. One point. Yeah. You get cherry. You get cherry too. Come on, let's talk about it. <laughs> You get some of that red fruit. You get the the cherry, strawberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got more like, like a red sour. I was gonna say more raspberry and. I uh, mentioned both raspberry. those things. You guys didn't. Just to let you know. Wow. All right. Well, maybe we go this way, Sean. What what were we the most of any of us off? On? Oh what, yeah. What, what did you chuckle on the most so far? Uh, yeah. Us? How, how big are we? Right. Yeah. So, Who's the biggest so city in the three? So it started one way and then completely yo-yoed because. Ben had said that fries, <laughs> and like I just started dry. laughing. And Brendan's like, right? It's not even, no, 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 no. All right, so, uh, it, is a weeded, it is a weeded bourbon. Let's yeah. go. There we go. go. Good job, Brandon. I can see this being like a wilderness trail barrel pick, weeded. All right. So I want your final guesses on what the proof is, and then I want your final guesses what you guys think the bottle is. Mm. So... Mm. I'm oscillating, and now that I know that it's wheat, I feel much more confident. But my, I was going between Maker's Mark of some sort and uh, Larceny. It reminds me a little bit of the Larceny Barrel Proof, but not quite to that like 120-ish. Uh, so, damn. It, it, I was going to say Larceny Store Pick is what I, was my first guess. I'll stick with that, but if it, you tell me it's Maker's, I would not be surprised. What, what and, proof? Oh, uh, 105. Okay. Go ahead, Ben. Mm. Okay. So what's the question here? What, what we think it is? <laughs> so is it a ride? And what do you think it is? Okay. So I would say it's at least 107. It wouldn't be surprised if it was like 111. Well, you got to give one answer. I will say this. If it's above 110, the smoothness I would be surprised and not in a bad way is remarkable. Because I don't get too much... You- 160. Okay, so I'm going 107 because most bourbons are going to be like that. So I'm going to go 107 on this. I don't get super like old, you know, like I'm missing a lot of the old, like the oak, like an older bourbon. So I feel like this would be like a, I don't think this is a larceny. I don't think this is a, a wilderness. Don't think this is maker's. Makers always get more maple than that. Uh, come back to me for the exact bottle. Give me a second. Not makers. So how about I'm like a, how about like an old elk weeded cask? Old elk weeded cask strength store pick. That's what I'm going with. There we go. I like it. I, like it. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to stick with the Weller. Um, no, it's too I'm, cherry. I'm going 1792 foolproof uh, store pick. Weeded. Uh, give me. He already said it was weeded. sweet wheat. Sweet wheat. Oh. You gotta go sweet wheat. No, I'll take that back then. I'll take it back. I take oh, it back. Embarrassing. What, whatever this I is. I don't know. What, I don't know what it is. It. Yeah, I don't know why I said seventeen ninety two then. Um. I will say on that topic, seventeen ninety two foolproof was my gateway into higher proof bourbon. It's funny because so I haven't tried no that, way. but a lot of people no say that that's like too hot, like it's that is too all extreme. But all maybe gas. that's maybe that maybe that was once the you get past the ethanol, it is mm-hmm. the 
flavor explosion that sort of just all of a sudden you're just like, whoa, this is what bourbon can do. Well, so maybe uh, maybe uh, you went so extreme, yeah. like you went you went to like someone who's in the scotch, like goes to Laphroaig, and then everything else is like tame afterwards because you can get right. all the cool flavors and stuff once you calibrate or recalibrate that quickly. Well, since right. nobody else took it, I'll I'll go I'll go Weller at like one fifteen. So that's that's all I got for you. Do I win well, for guessing wheat? Which Weller? That right off? Oh damn it! The, the full which Weller? Oh my I'll go gosh! Full, I'll go uh, foolproof. Wait, wait, is the foolproof a lot more than that? No, no, I, well, or foolproof. It's it's in it's between like one ten, one twenty. I think it's not like one thirty. Hmm. All right, Sean, take us home. Well, I yeah. needed to hear what Ben thought it was. He didn't. Oh, he said old, he's an old elk weeded. Oh, that's yeah. task. The yeah. The proof is one fourteen. Mm. Ooh. I said one fifteen. Right. Very smooth. That. The single barrel is from Bill's Package Store. I believe it is out of Alabama. Ooh, barrel number 69. Well, all right. Foolproof. Oh, I even called that earlier. I like to treat my ladies right. (laughs) (laughs) You've got us. No, it is excellent. Uh, Excellent, excellent. It doesn't drink like 115. The cherry on it is massive. Have you had... Obviously, I'm, I'm sure you guys have had Weller 107. Yes. Yes. It, yeah. it tastes like an amped up 107 because I get tons of cherry from 107, um, aka Weller Antique, and this is almost an amped up version. Um, I was lucky to get this in my travels, and I thought this bottle's incredible and needs to be shared. So, really beautiful. Hope you guys enjoyed. Super. Right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Super. Uh, I know Ben doesn't like the word smooth for whiskey, but like for this to be 115 and drink as pleasantly as it does. Uh, that's what wheat, wheat-based whiskey does, though. Like mm-hmm. it's It smooths everything out and almost makes it so mellow that like it allows, especially the fruiter notes, to just take a precedence over yeah. some of the more. Where I'm, I'm garnered more towards Ben, where it's a, I enjoy a lot of rice spice now, mm-hmm. which is why Old Forester has sort of a deep place in my heart. Um, the I liked, if I drink a high-proof bourbon, I want to feel like I'm tasting a high-proof bourbon. And with yeah. wheat, I almost have to amp it up to a degree where I'm not comfortable because then you're drinking too and you're like, I need to take a nap on the couch for a little while. Where, like the rye, you're getting the spice, you're getting mm-hmm. that full flavor. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad... Uh, glad. Once Ben said Weller foolproof, I'm just like, oh, I might have been found out, and then you changed course. <laughs> I had to, it. you know, throw something really, you know, a curveball in there. Appreciate I mean, you. Appreciate you tossing me an alley oop, Ben. Because <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that was awesome. Do I get uh, any me, credit? Me, Do I get no. any credit for calling it? I know. I was very right bad. Legitimately, in the in the first two seconds, I said this is a weeder. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm. Me in and, my head, I was weeder Ryan. Me like, and Ben are Kobe. Me and Ben are Kobe and Jack, and, and you're like Rick Fox. So oh, yeah. no, Rick I, Fox I, is gorgeous. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, Mary Vanessa Williams, like you, yeah. you, you did okay tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, we have. Let's jump to let's jump to another segment. Sean's gonna hang out with us for the the course of the show. We've yeah. been on for a little while, so we're gonna fly through these. We are going to jump into. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. So King um, of the Hill tonight is 1920 from Old Forester. We're all Old Forester stands here, especially myself, Ben, and Sean. I Brent is a big Old Forester fan. He just doesn't seem to fangirl over it as hard as we do. Um yeah. oh, I love the 19. I love the 1920. That's one of my favorite bourbons. Oh, you do? My yeah, I love it. 19 uh, um, Old Forester 100 number one on the what, what do we talk 1920 knocked yes. off Old Forester 100 last week wasn't yep. so much of a fair fight uh, big brother fighting off a little brother but this no. week we have another challenger we have Old Forester 1920 being challenged by Makers Cask Strength I'm doing Ooh. these blind again boys I hope you yep. are too same here my wife gave me an envelope um yep. so it's like the Oscars, except people are watching this. Um, did you? Yeah, I got. I have a note too. Don't know which side, but uh, Ben, are you doing yours blind as well or no? Oh yeah, totally, hundred percent blind. No one, no one knows. Thank you. Did your one year old um, uh, mix them up for you? Is that how it worked? Or yes, 
Yes. Okay. Exactly. Very good. Um, and then Sean, you only have the 1920, so you will not be voting tonight. But it's it's probably good because you would make our numbers even, and we'd probably end up in a hug jury. So, mm. um, so guys, let's jump into it. This right. is crazy. So cast strength, another weeded, obviously. Yes. Maker. Yes. 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 And 1920. Yeah. Have you guys been tasting anything um, just yet, or I've, I've been trying to stall them? So it's I've so been rude. coming. I'll, I'll get in here, Brendan. Whoa. Watch your freezing. So um coming from the Weller Foolproof into the 1920, mm. it is like, you know, you go to Wild Turkey and they say high rye. I'm getting like high banana, if you know what I mean. So much banana on the nose. Oh my yeah, gosh. It is like a banana slap in the face. Whew. I don't oh, know how yeah, to follow it's, that. It's, yeah, it's there's though. there's bananas no, foster. Oh, uh, amazing. So so real quick uh, to recalibrate after all of that. Thank you, Ben. Um, yes. The King of the Hills. So 1920 is 115 proof, 72% corn, 80% rye, 10% malted barley, $60 MSRP. The Maker's Cast Strength, which Ben turned me on to, and that yeah. I've been on a. Uh, a bit of a like weeder high proof kick since then. Cause the maker's cast strength was so good. And that's one of the reasons why I was able to pick out uh, that it was a weeder uh, on like Ben who thought it was a rye or mystery. Oh my or gosh. Uh, but I digress. Uh, Never maker's forget. Cast strength Never is forget. about 40 to $50. It's 70% corn. No, that's not right. 70% wheat, 16% corn, 40% malted barley. And it is a 113 proof. Uh, so unlike last week where it was Old Forester had the same mash bill, same distiller, this week uh, very different mash bills, different distillers obviously, but very similar in proof. So I'm interested to see how these two go head to head. That's my little spiel. That's your story and you're sticking to it, huh? Yeah. Anyway, I'm sticking to the high banana. I get a lot of banana out of the 1920. But like, remember, we're coming from a high proof to a high proof still, so everything smells a little bit sweeter, less ethanol. But Old Forester has that banana note, in my yeah. opinion. It does, and the I was getting some of that Ben, the, the cast strength with the makers there. Same thing with that weediness that we got on the Weller Full Proof right before, where to me at least, yeah. I'm getting uh, brown sugar notes, maple syrup, pancakes, yes. and that that. Uh, that's why I think to Sean's point, if you're going to go wheat, amp up the proof a little bit, and that just that smoothness with the alcohol burn goes really well together. Um, so so far on the nose, what do you guys like more? Like what's standing out to you? Well, I can't tell them apart. So, um, what? A little bit of a joke. <laughs> just what? See if you guys brought it. Um, I may like the nose on the cast strength more and you think you know which the cast strength is tj mine's a b this is an a i'm gonna can we yeah, just look at it right now I'm, i think i know which one is which yeah i'm pretty sure i know which one's which so i think b know. is maker's mark for me and i think a is 1920 yes right, so that is yeah i have one and two and yeah i was right old forester right. one you know 19 or uh cast strength two yeah i i might like the nose a little better on the well I, I like the nose a little bit more on the cast strength. Not much more, but like the nose to me is a little bit more pleasant. It's a little, a little sweeter. More, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little more maple-y, a little more, you know, syrupy. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It, it, the 1920 nose is not bad by any means, but... Oh, but then the taste. It's, but the 1920 nose is... You're, you're, you're picking two really good things. The 1920 nose is brown sugar and this is syrup. So like, uh, like, well, yeah. you know, like yeah. right now coming off that well, proof, I'm, I'm pretty partial to the, uh, to the syrup smell, nose, flavor, everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving the nose to the cast strength flavor though. Probably going to be a different story. Brandon tasted, have you tasted yeah. both of them yet so far? Okay. Um, but I'll let you go first. Yeah. Once I tasted them, the difference, uh, it went from being like, a neck and neck race with the, the, what I thought was the makers and indeed was the makers cast strength standing out a little bit more to all of a sudden the robust, rich, uh, brown sugar notes that just explode out of the glass with the 1920. That's why I love it. Like that just, yeah. 1920, uh, uh, 1920 yeah. is going to win for me. 1920 pulled ahead. Do you agree, Ben? That, that, that yeah. the, the taste and the finish, uh, it just, it jumped ahead. 
Yeah, 1920 is like outrageously good, at least on taste for me. Super dense. There's so much to unpack too. You know, like you can go to this bottle, you know, a week straight and you can find new notes every night, which is something, you know, representative of a great bottle of bourbon. So, uh, yeah, 1920 is a hitter. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely have the 1920 as our, I mean, it just crushes the flavor. Like it's really not close. It's not really fair. Um, from a comparison sake, the 1920 is far and above better. Sean, you don't have the cask strength, but tell me what you like about the 1920. It's probably what everyone else likes. It's like the best bourbon you can buy like on the shelf all the time. But like, tell Always. me what you like about the 1920. It's, it's one of my favorite readily available bourbons out on the market today. Like, Especially if you when you find it under that sixty dollar price point, it's just it's. Yeah. I I'm a big like banana note fan, so that off the nose, like Ben says, it's just insane. Yeah, yeah. Like it draws to me, and then it's got enough heat, but it's not overpowering. It's just such a smooth but complex. It's yeah. like it hits every part of your palate. Like it's now have. A lot it's, of it's rich, right? Isn't that like that's right. how I describe it? It's, it's yeah. super rich and oily and, and robust. It's awesome. Now, now, my question: Have you got? Have you guys delved into the nineteen ten yet? That's TJ, like that's TJ's baby. Yeah. So, so I'll say this: I like the flavor on the nineteen ten better. Um, and it's going to be difficult when we do that one. I, I Which probably, we will do. I think that may be the next King of the yeah, Hill. It may be next list. week. But I, I'm a massive 1910 fan. Mm-hmm. So have you heard what a lot of people are doing? And they're legit like creating their own label. 1915. Yeah. I haven't. I'm not a big blender personally. I, I like to agreed. It's Agreed. Itself. But I hear the blending of the 1915 is just well it's a perfect. I think I think that makes a lot of sense because to me the 1910s flavor is better, like just straight flavor. But then you get the richness and the proof and everything else from the 1920, the full bodiedness, and you're getting the best of both worlds. To me, if the 19 10 could be proofed up to 1920 without losing any of the flavor. It, it would blow it away. Like it would, yeah. but I don't know if you could proof something up like that and lo- not lose the flavor characteristics that I'm liking. So like that blend, but I'll tell you this, we're talking about old Forrester being a stand. I have one of the last um, 90 proof single barrels, um, a Burns pick here, almost gone. Like there's maybe a drink or two left. Ben, come over this week. Help me finish this off. And then we'll mix one. Like I'll have a bottle. Like that's what I've been waiting on is yeah. a bottle to mix this. So 1915 soon come in this. And then maybe that will be what knocks 1920 off the hill. But nothing's doing it now. I, I think we're we're three and zero on this, guys. Like I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know that. Uh, yes, I would agree. No, no, I meant like three, oh, three and three, oh, uh, uh, unanimous. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I thought I, I thought that Makers would give it a little bit of a run for its money, and it did it on did the not. nose. It, uh, well, it did on the nose. That's it. Yeah. That's uh, again, there's a twenty dollar discrepancy in the price point. Makers cast strength is really good. I feel like for its price point, but like you know where mm-hmm. your money goes with the nineteen twenty. So yeah, it was a pretty uh, say, like like a gentleman's sweep, right? Like a TJ, like a four to one uh, sweep. I feel like that's where we're at with this. I've heard that the Maker's 46 cast strength is probably one of the best expressions they do. So I've got it, that it's, I have it. It's it's hard to find like the full bottle version, but I hear if you're able to find it, it's a no doubter. Pick it up because it yeah. is probably the creme de la creme of the Maker's outside of maybe if you find some. I'm a big fan, and Maker's was always sort of on the fence with me. I mean, I enjoy it, but it wasn't something that blew my socks off. But the uh, the store pick slash their like year annual releases like from 2019, 2020 yeah. are some of the best bourbons. I think that if you find them, it's great to find. They've become so, quickly one of my favorite uh, distillers just because of all the cool stuff they're doing. I'm with you totally. It's my favorite wheat. It's my favorite weeder. Period. Like it, they have the best wheat and bourbons. You know, in my opinion, better than I'll, I'll take uh, and 
you guys are gonna crucify me, but I will take a really rare uh, pick of makers over a Weller just because. Over- you take yeah. a over Pappy too, or that Pappy fifteen we had. Mm, no, mm, new King but, of the right. Hill next all week. Right. Dude, right. but, yeah, Pappy fifteen yeah, versus. We had, the, we had the makers. We had the makers this weekend, and it was oh, a hitter. Yeah. It was a so, hitter in comparison so to a, a lot of our weed stuff. What, what makers, makers, go ahead. I was going to say, what Makers is doing very unique stuff with the store picks, with the different They're blending. stave finishing? Yeah. Oh, so my gosh. The different proof points. you got the 101 I have over here. We have the 107 cast strength now, and it's all affordable. Like It's right up there with yeah. all fours for me in terms of so, balance, and expression, and price point. That probably yeah. takes us into our most natural um, transition ever. But jumping into Pursuit and Purchases, I will hold this up to the camera so that people can see it. A Pursuit... That became a per- – it wasn't even a pursuit. A purchase that happened this week, and I'll full screen myself so that people that are watching can see it. I picked up from Lukens here in Tampa a cannoli. It's a 02431 stave profile, 02431, a cannoli finished maker's mark. Um, I'm sending one to my buddy Joe. So, Joe, I know you're listening. Enjoy yours. Ben and I – Ben just talked about it uh, – had yeah. – the caramel apple this weekend that was fantastic uh, we tried so like three, or four, three or four different bourbons yeah uh that night and that was the best like it was so so good um yeah. a couple other purchases uh just really quickly i picked up an old fitzgerald i picked up a parker's heritage um, heavy char. Yeah, just hanging out on the just store. Just rushing yeah. through yeah. this and part of it where you get all these amazing... I, oh I picked up a 1985 um, Eagle Rare 10 years. Hey, so, hey anyway. Ben, what, what was yeah. the taste from the Elijah Craig? Ours? You said peanut butter and jelly because I'm pretty jelly of some of the... <laughs> Oh, oh my yeah. god! Oh my um, gosh, Sean! But no big Sean, deal. I'm pretty jelly. Dad jokes. Oh my god! Jeez. Jeez. Ones in the other room, so she, she um, if she hears that, thanks, Papa. Uh, right. No big deal on those pursuits and purchases. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, ben, do you have any pursuits and purchases? Anything you want to add to tonight, or where are you at? Um, probably not. No, ain't got right. much. Very good, Brendan. I told you guys last week I purchased this barrel seagrass. I actually got it now. It's um, it's a rye. You guys have got me converted onto rye. It's delicious. I'm going to send it down to you. Super unique, super pretty. It's the seagrass. Uh, it's really cool. I also got a bottle from TJ of the Elijah Craig uh, Toasted Barrel. I have not cracked that yet. I am very much so looking forward to that. And in terms of, I don't know if this is, it's not a purchase yet. It's a pursuit, but I feel good about the purchase. Knock on wood. Uh, the Speaking of makers, uh, makers wood finish series, which they do annually. I've yeah. got a lead on the 2021 version of it at a pretty decent price. Is that like the FAE? That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, 2021. Yeah. Hey. Like 69 nice dollars. So seems reasonable. I got a lead yeah. on it. Uh, hopefully I can get it in the next week or so. I did not try 2020s. I think I had 2018s, and it was awesome. We like makers. So, yeah, I'm hopeful I can get that and, and secure it in the next week yeah. or so here. Sean, have you purchased anything recently? you have any pursuits coming up? I know you listen, so you you know this segment. Talk to us. He yeah. pursues hey, entire hey. barrels. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he pursues barrels. Uh, it's not like a bottle. of uh, some Stitzel Weller barrel. No. Uh, yeah. no. But I, I, I came prepared, so – um being in the facebook community you get uh a couple groups that you're part of and you're able to get access to some certain things so some i've uh tried a couple of traverse city and nashville barrel company and i am very impressed with what they do and literally just today came these two bottles so one is a barrel proof traverse city whiskey rye Mm. Um, with a very nice Snoop Dogg photo on the back. Snoop. Um, Rye times coming oh, in at uh, six-year-old fifty-seven point eight, and then Nashville wow. Bar- Barrel Company, which all they do is store picks. So you're not going to necessarily find it on the shelf unless a certain store is picking it. But mm. this is a seven-year-old, uh, hundred and nine proof. Obviously, mm. I'm a Proof head 
at this stage. Those followed good by the good choice, the good old Johnny Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash oh, I love it. I saw it. Yes. Another. It's not a purchase, but so what happened was I had a really good friend of mine, Chad, who had left his job and he had come over afterwards. And I'm like, you have free reign, whatever you want to open. So he chose a bottle of Mictor's 10. Mm-hmm. Well, as we open, uncrack the wax, a piece of the cork falls in. No. No. So I, back. I, I had no problem with it. I was able to siphon it out, put it into a decanter. I contact just for quality control purposes, Mictor's. Hey, part of the, the cork fell in. Just letting you guys know, not expecting much. That Monday, I get a message from somebody from behind the scenes. Says, hey, give me your phone number. Let me give you a call. Ask mm-hmm. me the situation behind it. And on Monday, they had sent me no. a new bottle of Mictor's. Oh, my God. Sean, Holy that reminds crap. me. I had a bottle of Happy, I had a bottle of Happy 20, and I opened it. And the cork fell in, and I need to message them now and get it. Yeah, mine was 23. Same thing happened. Mine was 23. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually making sure it's 25. Uh, I get it. Like, mine, Pappy 25, same thing happened. They never respond. It's weird. Pappy 25. (laughs) But even after all that, the creme de la creme. So I had a good friend that is a big Finnish whiskey fan and not a big old Forrester fan. So we had conducted a trade. Now, none of this was amongst friends. He knew that I was a big old Forrester guy. He's a big Finnish whiskey guy. Mm-hmm. So the best bottle that I have procured, it is a Jigs Liquor Old Forrester single barrel barrel strength. Mm-hmm. You notice the, the fancy waxing. The it wax. Like, yeah, look mm, at that. Love it. They would have a candle on top, and it is their not birthday bourbon. That's so solid. <laughs> I and love how creative people get seen. with the store picks. It's oh, I do love cool. it. Yeah. So though uh my pursuit, and for some reason this is driving me literally insane. I cannot for the life of me find an Eliza Craig barrel proof C920. It mm-hmm. never came out here locally. Okay. Um, well, we have a thing on this podcast. If your name is not Brendan Sinone and you say you have a pursuit, TJ Pinger will find it for you. Yeah, so he'll figure it out. On, um, I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll, I'll, I'll I probably I have one in my pocket right here. Um, so I'll hook you up. I'll, I'll find it for you. Um, Brendan, do you have anything you're pursuing that I can not look for? Um, no, no, I'm done. That comment. No, <laughs> good choice. Good choice, Brendan. <laughs> good choice. Sean. We appreciate you a ton for hanging out tonight. Shout out the group one more time where we can find it, where we can hang out with you guys and uh, be part of uh, everything you guys got going on with the South Florida, Southwest Florida Bourbon Society. So appreciate once again, you guys, you guys have one of the most fun podcasts out there. It's a refreshing look at bourbon, especially down here in our area. Um, we are the Southwest Florida Bourbon Society. Um we have, we are located, like I said, between Sarasota and Naples. Um, you find us on Facebook's uh, spelled out Southwest Florida Bourbon Society. You find us on Instagram SWFL Bourbon. Um, any doesn't matter if you're local or not. If uh, you just are somebody that's about having fun and experience in bourbon and just a good person, then please feel free to send an invite. Please, this is the biggest pet peeve. Please answer the questions and agree to the rules. <laughs> like I, we we sit there and let them sit for so long because people just do not re- like reading comprehension. So please just read the rules, answer the questions, and we have no problem with uh, allowing anybody. So. Sean, I, I run a message board. Reading comprehension not a strength of our society. <laughs> I, I cannot. I cannot wait. This is a definitely a fusion. Ben will never understand this comment that I'm about to make. But uh, yes, 
I, I can't wait to invite Karen Key Largo to the Southwest Florida Bourbon. Oh, no, don't go there. No, no, I'm not oh. for that evil. Right, first of all, <laughs> I, no I, know who Ke- I know the story of Karen Key. If you start telling me Tridentine Noel is coming next. Oh, no, no. He's a wine guy. He's a, he's a wine guy. All right. The we've we've had enough. We've had too much crossover. Ben has no clue what the heck's going yeah, on. Yeah, no, what's going on. Tonight. Uh, hey, Bourbon on a Budget, if you're on social media, we'd appreciate you following us. If you could share this with a friend, if you could tag a friend in it, Again, subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, do it on all three spots. Um, appreciate Sean for hanging out. Check out the Southwest Florida Bourbon Society. If you are in that area, in that region, join. If you pass through that region, join. If you just like good people and good juice, join. Great, great, great um, group I've enjoyed being a part of. I'm part of several of them in Florida. And they're one of my favorites. I'll say that. Like, I'm not going to crap on any other groups here live on the show. But I'm saying they're they're really, really good. Sean, thank you so much for hanging out. Guys, it was fun. Can't wait to be back and do this with you guys again next week. Until then, cheers.